Tino, thank you very much for joining us. I know your game is not only about goals and that you've been doing a fantastic job on the, on, on the right wing, but for an attacker, you know, you arrived here having scored a lot of goals in the second division from Le Havre. It must have been important for you to get to get those first goals. To, you know, you came here on quite a quite a big transfer as well. You must have been happy to, to score goals quite quickly. No, it was it was really important for me, you know, because uh, I came as a striker, but uh, when I started playing, I started playing on uh, different position, but uh, also as a forward. So getting to score goals, uh, you know, when I when I scored my first goal against Strasbourg. Uh, it gave me a big boost and uh, I felt more confidence, you know, because I knew that I was playing uh, in a team that has a lot of great players and uh, playing alongside those great players gives me also some more energy and uh, want to work hard, even extra, extra, extra hard also because I know what I'm doing and I know why I'm here. So getting to score goals it's amazing you know it's the greatest feeling of a striker ever so i always want to make sure that i keep doing my best and making sure that i get more goals 8th of november you plan your first derby against saint-etienne it, for, i know for everybody at this club it's a huge match um it was an unbelievable scenario tell us how you, how you experienced that game and to be the hero in your first derby to be honest, the whole week was a little bit was a little bit tense uh, before the game. Like uh, you could see that we are not playing a normal game uh, during the whole week. Like everyone was more focused than I ever I've, I've been. I had been in the club for a long time, but the way I noticed the things before the derby, it was different. It was really different, and. Uh, <sighs> I don't know. It was a it was a great feeling, you know. To and I was on the bench also, and uh, with the dream that I had before, it was <laughs> some consequences that were there were just difficult. But uh, it was nice to be able to to finish that game with a victory and be able to help the team get the the, the victory in the derby. And uh, of course, I was sad that uh, the fans they were not there because everyone's telling me that with the fans it's massive and. Uh, it's something that you wouldn't want to miss, but uh, they were there even at home, you know. And uh, no, it was important. And up until now, I, I still can't believe it happened. But I'm happy that it happened. And for people who don't know, could you tell us about the dream? What what, what happened? <laughs> no, to be honest, uh, it was I I I had a I had an interview uh, two days before the game. And uh, I had the dream two days before the game also. So in the dream, I, I saw that we won 2-1 and I scored the two goals. So the exact goals that I scored in reality were the exact goals that were in the dream also, but just the opposite. Like the first goal, it was a tap-in, but in the dream, the first goal was uh, I had to dribble past a defender. So when I woke up, I, I I told my wife the the dream because normally I discuss I discuss about this kind of things with her. So I told her about the dream, and uh, she was actually laughing, and uh, she she told me that for me I know people dream, but I don't know whatever is gonna happen is gonna happen for me. I just want you to score in the game. I said okay. So I felt like the dream was was something that pushed me to even want to, to give more, you know, because when I came in as a substitute in the game, I wanted to, I wanted my dream to, 
become reality, you know, and I was glad that it happened. It's something that uh, I can never forget in my life, playing my first derby, dreaming about it before, and then getting to score the goals that way in my dream. It was, it was amazing, to be honest. But people may think, oh, it's impossible to predict or to know what's going to happen. But the fact that you dreamt it, it shows as well there's a certain belief that it could happen. Yeah, for me, uh, you know, I've always believed. And uh, I believe in God anyway. So he has his own ways to show you uh, the future. Uh, he has his own, I don't know, capabilities to predict what's going to happen. So I believe in him and I believed when I had the dream, I believed that uh, it was going to happen and eventually it did. So it, it made me happy and uh, gave me more faith. No. You said the first goal was, was a tap-in, but it wasn't easy. It was a technical move. I mean, a technical... No, the first goal was amazing, to be honest. It was a great move from a uh, great free kick also from Memphis because at that position, everyone knows that he's going to, uh, to try and score. But uh, we, we, we had done that in, in training, we had uh, practiced that, so uh, it was a great move to be honest and uh, I was happy to be able to, to, to be the last man on the ball. Was the most important goal you've scored? I mean, yeah, Leon Saint-Étienne is huge and you've scored four against Saint-Étienne. But to score at the Parc des Princes, to get the winning goal against PSG, that's very special. Oh, that game, that was... <laughs> I, for, for me, to be honest, yes, I scored four goals in the derby and uh, that was special. But uh, to score the winning goal against uh, PSG also was a great moment for me. It was... It was also the day that I can never forget because I was playing against uh, big names, big club, uh, one of the biggest clubs in the world. They just won uh, recently in the Champions League and, uh, you know, getting to score a goal and a winning goal for that matter in in that kind of game, it, it made me really happy and uh, I felt happy because it got us three points, you know. It was not an easy game and uh, going to Paris and coming back with three points, but I was happy that I managed to help the, the team to, to get those three points because that's what we needed anyway. And uh, it was a special moment for me and for the club also. I thought it was a good illustration, the goal, of how Leon's front three sort of works together and hunts in packs because you were pressing and you forced them into that error. And I think it was Toko who got the ball and, and played the pass to you. Um, you must be really enjoying playing, you know, it's, it's, this trio is really working. Yeah, to be honest, I, I'm, for me, I'm really enjoying playing with these guys. Uh, Memphis is a monster on the pitch. He's, he can do anything with the ball. So you, you, you got to be ready for, you got to anticipate all the time because he's one player that is unpredictable and he can do a lot of things with the ball and I enjoy playing with him and when, like you said when we want to press we press together we try to make sure that the the opponents they do a lot of mistakes and uh, it has paid for us in many games and uh, we, we've been doing uh, very well together of course sometimes it might not be the same in other games sometimes it might be difficult but uh, I have uh, I've been enjoying playing alongside those two guys Memphis and Carl and uh, they're all brilliant players and, you know, they played in big clubs before and 
I'm getting to learn a lot from them and uh, getting to get more experience from them also and it's helping me a lot. When I was younger, you know, in England, I watched Peter Nluvu scoring goals in, in, in the Premier League. And then when I moved to France, I saw Benjani scoring goals for Auxerre, notably. Um, but we haven't had, we've had some Zimbabweans, but, but not very many. Could you tell us what it was like for you um, growing up? So I've read a little bit about, about your childhood in Harare or just outside Harare. Uh, what was it like in the Highfield district and what, what role did football play in your childhood? Now, for, for me, to be honest, you know, uh, I grew up in a family of football. And uh, in Highfield, the district that you mentioned, it was, it's a ghetto that we didn't have uh, many fancy things. It was always football. We would play football on the streets. We would uh, go to school in the morning, come back, we're playing football. It was always football in our minds all the time. And uh, my father was a coach also, so he would uh, help me out in everything that I wanted to do. And I, I had so many academies that, uh, wanted to to recruit me when I was young, but my father would say no. Uh, he wanted to do his own thing. He wanted to recruit me on his own. He didn't want me to go to an, an, another academy. So it was it was not an easy life, to be honest. We'd play football without shoes. We'd play, uh, we'd, we'd travel maybe 25 kilometers with, without, uh, with walking to play a game as juniors. Uh, but you know, you if if you have if you have a future that you want that you want something and you know that you want to go somewhere, you you don't think about the negatives. You always stay on the positive side. And you try to make sure that you're focused on everything that you do. And uh, I'm glad that uh, my family was right there behind me all the time. They would help me in every decision that I would make. And uh, for me to be who I am today, it's because of them and because of the help that I, I got from them. And uh, knowing that they are big players like Peter Lovu, Benjamin Marwaru doing great things for the country. You always want to make sure that one day you you'd be able to do what they do also. So I remember when I was still young, I would have uh, Benjani Marwaru's name on my T-shirt. I would write, would write names with a pen on our T-shirts. Like uh, we're playing football and then we write names. I would have Benjani Marwaru's name on my T-shirt all the time because he was a scoring machine, that guy. And uh, until now, I talk to him. He gives me advice all the time. Even before the game, he can text me, he can call me, you know, you gotta do this, you gotta keep on doing this, you gotta, this game, you didn't do this. You know, it's it's something that uh, makes me feel good also that I'm getting a good message. I'm getting special uh, advice from someone who did well in his career for for himself and for the country also so it's always it's always great to be able to do this for your country and also for my family yeah is it true that that your your brothers they recognized your talent they recognized that you were pretty special and and they helped to sort of get you football boots and they tried to save up money they That's really true. did you know because at that moment my i had i had three brothers Two brothers were playing in the top league uh, of Zimbabwe, but you know it's not the same. So they would try because uh, all the time I would have the ball 
with me all the time. I would be if I have the ball, I would be juggling the ball. I would be doing all the things. If either of my brother is playing a game, I go, and uh, I can even go inside the dressing room when they are changing, when they're getting ready for the game after the game, you know. And I would be having the ball with me. So they realized uh, that I had maybe a special talent, and uh, they felt that maybe one day it's gonna be me who can be able to do what they couldn't do. So they then turn all their focus on me, trying to to do everything for me and help me be able to be who I am today. And I, I understand you had this dream so of moving to Europe, that was your your goal. From what sort of age did you did you start thinking, this is what I want to do with my life? Now, to be honest, uh, when I moved to my secondary school, uh, it's called Prince Edward, I was 18 years old. So whilst at school, we had uh, a guy who used to be in at our school and he was playing in Europe. He was playing in Denmark uh, at that moment. So he would come when he's off. Uh, when it's off season for him, he would come and uh, he would watch us train, he would uh, bring us uh, some materials and all that. So uh, it's called Quincy Antipas, uh, by the way. So at that moment, I, 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 I felt that I wanted to be like him. You know, I wanted to be able to play in Europe and be able to come back also when I'm on off season and try to help the kids like he was doing. It was something that came into my mind there and there, you know, and uh, uh, it was also my father's dream. You know, he didn't, he didn't want me to play in Zimbabwe. He didn't want me to play in South Africa because most Zimbabwean players, they go to South Africa. For him, his dream was for me to just go to Europe. So, father's dreams they always happen anyway I know your father would be extremely proud of you um, could you just tell us a bit about what what he brought you I mean he's not a football coach he's a father but from a footballing point of view um, what was it like to have your dad coaching you it was not easy <laughs> it was so difficult for him to be coaching me because after each and every game when we go home it was a disaster especially if I didn't do well in that game uh, it was it was so tough for me but I felt like the toughness helped me it brought me to be who I am today because if I didn't do well in a game it was like when we get home I have to sit down, I have to listen to him shouting at me, telling me this and that, this and that, you didn't do this, you didn't do that. It was not easy, but uh, it helped me anyway. It was true because, you know, when you, have, when, you have, when you have your father being the owner of the club and being the coach, sometimes you get to relax and sometimes you don't get to... I had the, those moments sometimes, you know, like to just to try and play for myself but then he would notice that uh, I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing and sometimes he would take me out of the game and uh, when we go home it would be chaos but uh, I think it helped me because it's it was his passion for me to be who I am today it was his dream and uh, he wanted me to to be more of uh, how can I put this he wanted me to be 
like to be who I am today. So he, he definitely tried his best for me to be who I am. So by doing that, if I didn't do well in a game, we'd go home and would be shouting at each other all the time. And uh, like I said, he helped me anyway. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I hear that with, with a lot, a lot. I mean, Kylian Mbappe is another example. His father was very tough with him. Thierry Henry, I think as well. His dad was very close to him, but I, you know, I guess it, like you say, it gives you this inner strength as well to prove that you yeah, can, you can, you do can it. do it. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I mean, you know, because he was he was not easy. He was not easy with me. Of course, when I do a very great game, he would tell me, but uh, if I didn't do a very if I didn't do a good game, he would be very tough on me, and uh, he would push me to to be able to do even more harder, and. Uh, it's exactly what happened anyway. Uh, it's just said that he couldn't leave to see the dream that he really wanted to mm. to see anyway. But I'm sure whatever he is, he's proud. Thanks, Tino. I know it's, it must be hard talking about it. Um, I just wanted to ask you as well, you talked about how you'd have Benjani, maybe you're like, you'd write that on, on your back. Did you have any other heroes when you were growing up? Did you watch European football? Uh, to be honest, uh, when I was a young boy like that, uh, we didn't have much of access to watch uh, Europe, European games. No. Uh, it would just be hearing on the news or <laughs> uh, stuff like that. But uh, as time moved on, I started watching few games and uh, uh, I watched Sameleto, I watched Didier Drogba. Uh, I watched Benzema, I watched uh, Ronaldo, Cristiano Ronaldo, and uh, I would say Ronaldo and uh, Kane Benzema were my uh, real role models and uh, were the people that I looked up to uh, when I started knowing a lot about uh, European football. Uh, they are great players, even up until now they there's two great players and uh, would you like to see Karim back at, at Lyon? I would love to to be honest I would love to to see him here he's a legend and everyone loves him so much here and it would be good to play with him here and uh, make some history together you've taken sort of very good you know, gradual steps in your career. You've moved up levels, you know, from Zimbabwe, Sweden, uh, Le Havre, where things went very well for you. just want to ask one or two questions about Le Havre. Um, how much did you enjoy your season there? Um, we, or your two seasons there? We loved the, the report that BN Sports did with your, with your family. You looked such a happy guy fighting for promotion with, with Le Havre. I mean, they were, they were good times and they've really launched your time here in France. Not to be honest, uh, in Le Havre, I had a very, very good time. My uh, first season, I would say the first season, I arrived in the middle of the season. I was injured anyway, so I didn't get to play uh, a lot of games. I think I played the last five games of the, that season. But uh, it was it was brilliant moment, uh, especially the, the past season. It was one of the best seasons I ever had in my football career. And uh, it was great that uh, they really believed in me, you know, and... Uh, I, I really wanted, my dream was to make sure that they, they go up to League One. And uh, last season we had the chance, we, we had a big chance, but then 
the virus came and uh, everything was stopped and we were in position number six. We, we had a chance to even play the playoffs if, if uh, everything was back to normal, but then it was, it was stopped and it was sad because for me, I went to that club to try and bring them up to League One and uh, I felt like I failed in a way because of course I did something for me but I didn't do something for the club and uh, it's something that I call myself as a failure but my moment in love I will never forget I I had a good I had good times I had good friends I worked with great coaches and uh, I had a good relationship with the president the director and everyone at the club and uh, without this uh, virus, I'm sure I would be visiting them a lot. I'm sure I'm be going there, watching their games if I if I have free time. But uh, with the virus at the moment, it's difficult. But I had really had a good time a lot. And you played under Paul Le Guin, who is a a legend here. He won three league titles as a manager at Lyon. Um, what was it like working with him? And uh, did he advise you at all when it came to to the offer from Lyon? To be honest, I I had a great relationship with Paul. Uh, he was like my dad. He was like how my dad used to be when I was young. He was really tough with me, but uh, he was tough with me in a good way. He was tough with me in a very positive way that would help me achieve my goals. And uh, to be honest, when the offer came, he told me directly that you know you have you have a great club in front of you, and uh, you would enjoy and you would do well in that club. I know and I believe that it's a great club that can uh, make you a very big player. And uh, of course, he he gave me good reasons, good uh, like good reasons for me to to come also here. But uh, I already wanted to come anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you, Tudo. You're welcome. Uh, it was a real pleasure.